Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome back to Reading the Gospel. Today, we are reading the event, the healing at the pool of Bethesda. This is found in the book of John, chapter 5, and we're going to read 1 through 15. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In this lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going another step down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Mm-hmm. So this story here is another story about healing. It's an interesting story. Uh, it's very interesting when you start comparing different versions of the Bible, and, mm-hmm. and we haven't talked about this yet, but I, I think it's good to talk about it here. If you read this verse in the King James Version or, or one of the virgin, versions that use a later manuscript, there's another verse in here, a, a verse and a half, and it says, verse 4, uh, For the angel of the Lord went down, at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole, and whosoever's disease he was healed. If you do not know anything about the Greek manuscripts of the New Testament, you have the feeling that newer translations Mm -hmm. uh, make the Bible shorter, and there's a lot of rumors on the internet about that. The explanation is very simple. When the Bible was translated into the English language, starting with the 1500s and early 1600s, mm-hmm. they had just a few manuscripts for the New Testament, and all of them are quite new. When I say new, they are from the 9th or even the 10th century AD. That is almost thousand years after Jesus Christ. Uh, In fact, when Erasmus of Rotterdam 
who created a new testament in Greek and published it, and that was the foundation for a King James Version. When he published that, he didn't have any manuscript for the Book of Revelation. And then what he did? He went to the Vulgate, the Catholic Latin version, and he reverse translates from Latin into Greek, so he rushed to publish his New Testament, complete New Testament in Greek. Yeah. So since those times, biblical archaeology, this science, has advanced significantly. They discover manuscripts of the New Testament, and some of the oldest manuscripts are, um, we mentioned in one of our previous uh, episodes, uh, P52, Chester Beatty, uh, a manuscript of the Gospel of John, parts of the Gospel of John, since the time of the Roman Emperor Trajan, uh, who reigned between 98 and 115. Yeah. So now we have access to older manuscripts which do not have that verse. Yeah. So it seems that that verse, as we call it in theology, is an later interpolation into mm -hmm. the Bible. Yes, and these are just a couple of times. It is a couple of times in John. There is uh, one time more in uh, one of the letters of John. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I would like to look at this event today as a contrast of two different views of God. Mm -hmm. One view is that uh, revealed by the action, by the healing action, uh, of Jesus Christ, the way he approached this man, why he did it, and how he did it. Mm -hmm. And the other is this popular view, as expressed in the verse, which was interpolated later, when uh, people were sitting there, waiting for the water to, to move, to create some ripples, and um, that they will kind of have a kind of stampede. Whoever will go first into the water, that person will be healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you think that a person who had absolutely nobody to help would go first into the water? Yeah. Do you think that uh, a person who came late and got a spot away from the pool would be first to get into the water? So you see here some human ideas. This is the popular understanding that who will be healed? It is the person who is the strongest. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is very well connected with a uh, survival of the fittest in yeah. the theory of evolution. It is the person who is the most connected, who had someone, some friends, some family to carry him into the water. And it is the person who is the closest, I mean, who, uh, who came first or maybe paid to get a spot closer to the pool. And yeah. Jesus Christ now comes to present a completely opposite view. What does this passage tell us about Jesus. Yeah, this this opposite view is that Jesus is is not someone that the wealthy get greater access to. He's not someone who's here to hand out, you know, it's not like a convenience store uh, mm -hmm. where you come and get things. Um, it, it's not for the wealthy or the connected or the fast or, or any of those that, that mm -hmm. Jesus is here for everyone. And this mm -hmm. man who had been laying by the pool for um, 35 years? 38. 38 years, excuse me. Um, Jesus came up to him, yeah, 38 years, and, and healed him. He does have this interesting discussion with him. He says, see, you are well. 
Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. There is a correlation between sickness and uh, moral actions in life. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, so I, I think that's important. I like this conversation between Jesus and this man. And Jesus goes to him and says, do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered based on the popular understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't have anyone to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another person steps down before me. So imagine this popular understanding that uh, only the first will be healed. Bethesda, which uh, etymologically means a house of mercy, yeah. was translated into a house of business. And Jesus Christ came to restore the meaning of that place in the light of the of God's character mm-hmm. and said, look, uh, you don't even have to go down into the water. God has the power to heal you. And as far as you are from, uh, from the pool, yeah. what is necessary is to believe. Yeah. And Jesus Christ said, get up, take up your bed and walk. The man believed the words of Jesus Christ. He tried to get up and he was able to get up. All right. So um, the next question, what is this passage uh, telling us? And um, again, as we spoke about earlier, I think for me, this passage is telling me today that my concepts of God might not always be right. Mm. Um, You know, and I need to be open to allow the word of God to speak to me. Um, in ways that that might stretch my understanding. Let me put it in my words. I should ask myself, maybe this answer the next question, how, how do I respond to that? What, mm-hmm. what should I do? I should ask myself, did I learn about God from a clean source? Yeah. Was the source of knowledge about God polluted with all kinds of popular beliefs? So then what are we going to do about it? And, and I, I think for me is when I come to a connection with God, you know, because it doesn't have to be a Bible. Connection with God can be in nature. It can be with other people. It can be at a worship service. Mm-hmm. When I come to a connection with God, I need to be open to God's leading, mm-hmm. but I also need to test the information, mm-hmm. you know, test the scripture, make sure that it it does line up with the evidence that, that is presented in the Word of God. Exactly. As we started in a previous episode, uh, we have to look at the evidence. Mm-hmm. That evidence should be sound, should come from a clear, uh, clean source, from a clean fountain, right? Not just our heart. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just our feelings. Yeah. And we should ask ourselves, is this consistent with the whole revelation of God's character? Mm-hmm. So how can we share this with others? If this miracle happened in my life, I would share it with everyone. This uh, guy, as well as other people healed by Jesus Christ, they went out jumping 
mm-hmm. you know, crying of joy and sharing with everyone. Yeah. Uh, this guy didn't care that it was a Sabbath day. It's another popular belief. We're mm-hmm. going to address those more down the road. He said, I trust the person who told me to get up and take my bed and, and walk. Yeah. And because he had this power, he knows what he's doing. So I trust him. And based on that, I am who I am today, a healed person. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we are who we are today because of you. Amen. We do not deserve mercy. Mm-hmm. We do not deserve grace. We do not deserve a changed life. Yet these are things that you do within us. That Father, we might not be paralyzed by a pool, but we are paralyzed by sin. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you will heal us of the paralysis of sin. Mm-hmm. That we will go and sin no more. Amen. And that, Father, we will live a life that is an example for for how Jesus desires us to live, to Amen. serve others, to lift up others, and to, to care for those around us, to prepare for his soon coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.